0: they supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. The message behind the Grief Gang is to normalize the topic of conversation that is grief. People living with grief can often feel ashamed, isolated and alone. This podcast was created to break those taboos after I myself experienced all of those feelings after the loss of my mum in 2016. I decided enough was enough and we need to talk about this. You'll hear on this podcast an array of stories and experiences, some being my own and some being fantastic guest episodes and their incredible stories you'll laugh you'll cry but I hope above all I hope you'll learn I hope you'll learn that you are not alone in your grief journey that you have a voice and it should be heard that you and your grief matter so without further ado I'll let you enjoy the episode happy listening Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Grief Gang podcast with me, your host, Amber Jeffrey. This week is another fantastic guest episode that I'm so, so excited to have this conversation and put it out to you guys. Um, this guest in particular, I came across about a good couple of weeks ago. And, as I most do with all of my guests when I come across them on the wonderful world of Instagram, I find myself in a deep rabbit hole, and with this gentleman and the page, I really did find that, and I found it as much as heartbreaking. I found it uplifting, and there's so many reasons as to why that is, and I cannot wait to delve into that today. So without further ado, I would like to introduce Raj Chagger. Raj, how are you? Hi, Thank everyone. you Hi, so Amber. much? Thank no, you so no, much for coming. Like oh no, we're Have doing, we're doing that you. thing. We're doing that thing, aren't we? We're going. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens when everything is virtual. It's like, are you going to speak? Am going to speak? But no. Yeah. But yeah thank Put you so much. <laughs> yeah. On oh, a Microsoft Teams meeting, like you're like hi. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Well, Raj, could you tell the listeners and now the viewers as well, actually, because we now have viewers and we have visuals, um, a little bit about who it is you are, what you do, how old you are, what you do for a living, and most importantly, who we are here to remember and talk about today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Raj. Um, I'm 35 from, from Nottingham. Um, I'm a civil servant, so I work for the Department for Education, so I kind of do finance and governance management for academies and, and the trusts um, that cover them. Um, so i married. been married for um, eight years this year, but we've been together for 15 years. Um, it's my wife, wife, Sharon. Um, and in April last year, we uh, had a, a baby boy, Rianne, um, he was tiny, so he was born at four pounds two, so a really small baby. Um, and we kind of knew, kind of at the latter stages through the pregnancy, that he, he was small. So it we it kind of expected him to be um, small. So all his, all the scans showed he was smaller than a baby of his size. Mm-hmm. Um, sadly, we lost him um, in November 2020. So he was seven months old. Um, very kind of unexpected sudden um and i guess what we're trying to do is put kind of the feelings the feelings what have resulted from that night and trying to put some good out there with with what we're feeling to kind of make a difference so other people that are going through a similar thing that we're going through i've got some support mm-hmm. um and kind of in the same way hopefully we can gain support from other people i've also been in the same position um to, to to us, um, yeah. and just got a bit of background about Rian. So, as I mentioned, he yeah. was very small when he was born. So, he was born at the start of the first lockdown,
3: yes. um,
2: in April. So, he was born on the Monday, um, and I was allowed to be there for the birth. But because of his size, he and Sharon had to stay in hospital for a week. Mm-hmm. So, I was there on the Monday, and I couldn't see Sharon or Rian until the Sunday, mm-hmm. um, so you know six seven days without yeah, seeing either and was that was a, a really time. really tough week mm. um because so sharon had a c-section but she right. was obviously like sh- struggling um in, her, in herself because you know, she's come of out course. of surgery yes, I have, um, yeah so yeah kind of look, yeah and, and kind of dealing with uh, such a small baby obviously not under normal circumstances, you'd have your partner to help out but it was kind of it was just her because of covid i wasn't allowed to visit or anything mm. um and then uh the, the day after Ruan was born. He had a, a scan um, which highlighted two holes in his heart. Okay. So again, that was really hard because Sharon had to receive that on her own, and then she had to call me and tell and me that you
1: that. know, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and it, and so I was at home, and it's like I'm I'm receiving this news, and there's nothing I can do to help. I'm just kind of at home doing nothing whilst my wife and my newborn are in hospital. You know, yeah. both struggling with with with, with different things. Um, So yeah, he had those two holes in his heart and kind of had monthly scans after that Mm -hmm. to see if if they were getting bigger or if they were impacting his life in any way, because there was a chance that he would need open heart surgery to to close those holes um, within a lengthy recovery period afterwards. Thankfully, after around four months, he managed to close both those holes himself. um, And along that period, we never really saw any impact to his daily life. Yeah. So we, we were very grateful for that because, you know, we've read stories about other babies who have had to go into surgery. Yeah, and then, you know, they have a scar and it's just, it's just unpleasant for both the baby and, and the family involved. Um, yes, yeah, so we got to bring him home on the Sunday and it, you know, it was great. I finally got to actually hold my baby for the first time mm-hmm. properly. And then, you know, we gave Sharon a chance to catch up on sleep
3: yeah. um, after <laughs> kind
2: of a, a week, a week on her own. Um, Rihanna also failed his, um, Hearing screening, okay.
1: um,
2: and a lot of babies do fail them on the first time. It's gonna, it can be due to kind of clogs in the ears and that kind yeah. of thing. So we had a subsequent test, um, but he failed that one as well. Um, so he was eventually diagnosed with bilateral hearing loss. Okay. Um, so from the age of around two and a half months, he was wearing hearing aids mm-hmm. um, in both ears, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of that, that diagnosis really hit us. Mm. it was kind of like because we didn't know we, we thought we were talking to him and he could hear us mm. and then at some point it kind of hit you that for two and a half months he couldn't hear anything yeah and you know like the idea of putting him down to bed at night and you, you know you turn the light off and he's in a dark room you can't hear anything
1: yeah you start thinking about that, those moments that's that, you that.
2: Know. yeah um and then we kind of we we were worried about what what impact that would have mm. on his future like what like what difficulties he might challenge. What, what, and, yeah, what, 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 what is Rian's
1: future up. looking like? Yeah, for sure.
2: Absolutely, yeah. And I think, so yeah, like, we were quite worried about it, but he showed us that there was nothing to worry about. Like, he, was, can... he just took it on in his stride. and Yeah. You know, he I'll never forget, because like, we used to put his hearing aids in at the same time. Mm-hmm. every morning, take him out at the same time every night. So it became a routine for him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you put the hearing aids in for the first time in the morning, you just see his face light like, hears your
1: oh, voice. Yeah. For the first thing. He can hear mum and dad first thing in the morning. Yeah. His favourite sound, his favourite sound. And Raj, yeah. what I can even, when you just said then, you know, he never, he never showed that it impacted. From the photos I've seen of little Rian, they're all him smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. And I look yeah. at him and I think, yeah. what a happy happy little boy yeah and yeah he
2: that's was really that, happy yeah yeah nothing took the smile off his face it was absolutely not nothing and, and and that's what gave us the strength to, yeah. to get to get through even even you know where we are now we're five months after we've lost him
3: mm-hmm.
2: and you know the main the main thing that's pushing us on is seeing how strong we are and if he can mm-hmm. be that strong we have to be that strong
3: yeah
2: as well like He he just like to look at him you wouldn't know anything was wrong
3: yeah
2: um I remember when, so Sharon took Rihanna to that second hearing screening where
3: mm-hmm.
2: the um, hearing loss was confirmed, and obviously I wasn't allowed to go because of COVID again, Yeah. and I remember Sharon being really upset, and she came home and she said to me, she was standing in the mirror holding Rihanna, feeling really sad, and then Rihanna just looked at her as if to say, don't worry, I've got this.
1: It's all right, mum, I've got this.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that just kind of, oh, that just turned her, her mood around as well, it was like, mm-hmm. okay, we can do this. And we did, you mm-hmm. know, we, 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 we adapted to it and it didn't impact him in any way. Like we had to make some adjustments in terms of uh, to be aware of background noise and that kind of thing. But,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, it was nothing that would have hindered him in any way. And he knew that straight away. It just took us a while to, to, to yeah. realise that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and since then, we've become real advocates for hearing loss, um, mm-hmm. particularly in babies. So we both did a, a 10K run for the National Deaf Children's Society. Yeah. Um, which raised a good amount of money, and, and to be fair, even once we lost Rian, they've been so supportive. Because mm. um, Rian was that—it's kind, of, kind of baby that you know. Once you meet him, you don't—you don't forget him. He you left his mark on him. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So even them, like this, this big charity, they, they remembered Rian, mm. um, and they've been so supportive since. That's fantastic. You just touch so many people.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You can tell that. And I can imagine, and I I was reading through some of your posts and um, most recently from from his first birthday just passed and and you wrote in it, you know, people who have met him, even people who haven't met him express how much... He's yeah. like touched their lives and even just through the photos and just there's there's one specific photo of you and him. And it's when you're, you're laying there and you're both looking at each other and you can yeah. see him looking and just, even with that, you yeah. just think, Oh, what a special little yeah. boy. What a special little boy.
2: Yeah. That's, um, that's one of my favorite
1: photos of yeah, and I I can absolutely see why. You can see and even the way he's holding yeah. on to like your string on your hoodie. Yeah. You can just see yeah. he's he's with his dad. He's chilling with yeah. his dad and he's just he's just oozing oozing joy and it's strange these little people yeah. can do that so much so so much. Um Yeah. Would you mind taking me, Raj? And this is, yeah, where it can get, you know, we can stop and pause at any time. Would you mind taking me back to what happened in the final, the final lead up to little Rion's life?
2: Yeah. So um, kind of the, the week before we lost him, he was a lot, he was more tired, a lot quieter than usual. So normally, so I was working from home. Yeah. Um, and when I would log off and go downstairs, that was kind of mine in his time, and he would mm-hmm. just play with me for hours and hours, mm-hmm. and you could see him getting really tired in his face, but he wouldn't want to stop playing. Mm-hmm. Talk, he, he, his eyes would be closing, but he would just want to play. <laughs> um, and it, that last week, he was just kind of more, kind of subdued, very quiet, mm. um, just not himself in general. We had a consultant, and we, an amazing consultant,
3: yeah. um,
2: and we were up to date. You know, we were always back and forth speaking to him about various things you know to do with obviously he was born very small and he he struggled Mm -hmm. to put on weight throughout he had a feeding tube for a little while as well um so we we were very up to date with a dietitian and all sorts so there were kind of investigations going on to see if there was anything underlying
3: um
2: but that, that last week it was it was um a lot more a lot more tired and then so the night we lost him, um, so I used to put him to bed every night, I used to do the bedtime feed, read him the story, then put him to bed. Mm-hmm. So I put him to bed as normal. Um, and then on um, the uh, baby monitor, um, it looked like he was being sick. And right. because he had his feeding tube, he, mm-hmm. he was sick every now and again because he wasn't mm-hmm. used to taking such large volumes.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I went up went up straight away to clean the sick up. But when I picked him up, he it was, it wasn't actually being sick. It was like he was kind of bubbling. Right. Bubbling out his mouth. OK. Um, so I picked him up, I called Sharon upstairs, um, and I was like, this doesn't look right, so we called mm. 999 straight away, um, Sharon had to give CPR um, on, on the bedroom floor, um, the ambulance came very quickly, they took over, we were in, into the hospital, but quite fast, right? it was, yeah. to be fair they were very quick, um, and then they spent about 20 minutes trying to resuscitate him, and then mm-hmm. um, Sadly, they, you know, they, they, at one point they said, you know, we've been trying for this long. At some point, we need to make a call here. So we were like, okay, carry on, don't, don't stop, just carry on. Yeah. So they carried on for a bit longer, and then it, it kind of had to, In the end, it was like, it's, it's, it's you know, we've been trying for so long. It's, it's just not, he's not coming back. Yeah. Um, and this, this all happened in less between me going upstairs to find him. And, and then stopping in the resuscitation was less than 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, Quick, just like and that. And I remember picking him up, I remember picking him up and he, like he, like when I picked him up, he kind of, you could see he was changing colour, right? yeah. like in, in front of my hand, like in my arms, in front of my face, yeah. he was changing colour and then my wife had to give CPR and we went to a first aid session nine days before we lost him. Yeah. Um. And, 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 and as a result of that, we've been big advocates for pushing parents to do first aid because never in our wildest dreams would we have thought we'd have had to put into practice what we learned
1: of what you've learned yeah
2: what we did you know it's it's very rare that you would have to but we are examples that it does happen Mm -hmm. so if we can you know use our story to influence other people to give up an hour or two hours of your time it's nothing but to be able to potentially save a life
3: yeah
1: same for child's life just do it yeah and Raj as you said there in from the time you picked him up to the hospital declaring 60 minutes 60 minutes that's not that's not a lot of time to try and digest what is going on with after that and I can imagine as well this is this is in in November you say so we were in we were in again another lockdown there yeah what 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 was what was life now after this what was
2: um,
1: that? I know, and I, I can I know as well. Though, for me, even for myself, when I look back to that time of my life and that night, my mum passed, and it's very hard to even picture it. My mind is blacked out. But going back home after that, I can only imagine what that was like. But going back to home to that, to the scene of where,
3: yeah,
1: what was it like? Right it was.
2: After? like so we were i think we got to the hospital about 9 p.m. we came yeah. home at about 4 a.m. Mm. um and our families came so so none of our family live local so my family are in birmingham
1: yeah
2: Sharon's family are in yorkshire so they all came to the hospital mm-hmm. um, and then they all came to our house and then it was kind of like we wanted everyone to to come stay for a little bit but then go yeah because it was like that that was Beyond space, and just seeing so many other people in there, mm. it's like that's where we Was you can't sit there. Don't touch I mean, it because it's sacred. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: And, and because of lockdown, hardly anyone got to meet beyond. My parents mm. met him three times. Sharon's parents met him once. A lot of our family never met. The first time they met him, saw him physically was at, was at the funeral.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So I, I remember because the house was just packed out with people. So I came straight upstairs to the bedroom yeah i didn't sit downstairs for a little bit and then i thought okay i better go downstairs now and it was just like i just kind of want people to go i remember yeah. both our mums saying we'll take it on turns and staying with you yeah but we were just like no nah, just nah. we just need our our time now yeah um and of course because ryan was sleeping in our bedroom so his cot mm-hmm. was in our in our bedroom and then mm-hmm. we walked into the bedroom and you can still see mm-hmm. so the paramedic who came in um his footprints were on the carpet from where he was sat on the floor trying to associate on as well. Stadium, yeah. I, don't, I'd be probably, I don't think we slept really. And then, um, Rihanna's consultant and another doctor from the hospital came around the next day um, just to have a chat, look around the house and, 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 and that kind of thing, just so we can run over what happened over the night. And I guess it's an important part for them to see you yeah. know, the environment Rihanna was in, but the same time it's like this is we're going through you know the biggest shock of our lives and then yeah. we're having to kind of recount the story
3: yeah
2: so many times and and because you know anytime a child passes away suddenly the police have to come and do their yeah. thing as well mm-hmm. so they came around to take a statement as well um and i think we just struggled to get used to the quiet in the house it was just so so silent Still, and yeah I think it took a while for us to even put the telly on it was like well, what we're we going to gain out of watching tv and i remember we didn't we didn't want to eat at all mm. but we were allowed to visit rian in hospital mm. and we thought if if either of us get ill in any way we wouldn't be allowed to go into hospital and see ryan yeah so that that's what made us think okay we better look after ourselves
1: now yeah
2: just yeah. just to make sure we're not missing on any on any There's... moments that we otherwise wouldn't get
1: yeah, absolutely, and it's, it's so you know in, in in those days and early days of grief, you you don't really want to eat. Like I was the same. I it wasn't a thing of like I didn't choose not to. Sometimes the day would just pass me by, and yeah. I would go, "Oh shit, I haven't eaten today," but I'm just going to go sleep because I'm exhausted. But yeah. you and Sharon recognize, you know, we have these these final days to spend with Rian in the hospital. We need to look after us. And so that we can spend time with him. Yeah. Um, would you mind recounting so in those, I've, I've had, I've had many stories of what, um, you know, hospitals and the aftercare of what they do and for parents and loved ones around babies. Um, and I think some of it's so tremendous what they do and the, 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 the little the boxes of things that they create. Yeah. Um, and, and those moments that you get to spend with them, cuddling them still. and, how was that for you? And in those moments, how long did you get to spend with him? And I imagine it's so hard during this time because of because of COVID, it's yeah. absolutely stripped. So many people are spending time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so we were allowed to go back to the hospital the next day to see him, yeah. um, and then he was moved to Sheffield Okay. because they had to do a post mortem, and the, the kind of the specialist department was in Sheffield. Um, and that, I have to say, the, the support from the bereavement widows was amazing can't fault mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. In, in any way. I remember there was one day where we couldn't go to see Rihanna in Sheffield and she called us and she said, oh, I've given Rihanna his daily cuddle. Oh. Like we weren't there, but she still cuddled Rihanna yeah. I mean, yeah, that's above and beyond what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it's amazing. Um seeing Rihanna was really hard. I think I I feel like I think I might have felt it more or showed it more than, than Sharon did. I think Sharon kind of saw me falling apart when I was seeing it and then she kind of yeah. held it together. Um, it's just, you know, we you, got to hold him, we got to read stories to him. Um, and I guess you just, you're holding on to like, you know, if you smell him, just see if he still smells like him. But mm-hmm. then eventually they lose that smell.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I remember I, I had a book I used to love reading to him, so first time we went to see him i tried to read that book and i got through page one had to stop i couldn't go anymore yeah. and then sharon finished reading that book so i guess it's obviously it's we loved having those extra days with him
1: yeah
2: um but at the same time it, it just breaks you as well to know yeah. that you have to leave that hospital without him you have to leave him there yeah and when you come home like i remember the, the drives home from sheffield to nottingham it's only like a man, 35, 40-minute drive, but it just feels like forever, yeah. Because we've just come out of that room seeing him. We're both really emotional. We're driving home. Neither of us really know what to say. We're kind of just in our own heads at that point, and yeah. And then you get home to the quietness at home as well, yeah. Um, but but you know I, we can't fault the bereavement mice in, in in any way. The uh, the sweets they have are they're so nice it makes you feel like you're at home like. Mm. when we were sitting there was like a sofa for us to sit on and they would bring us blankets they would make us tea it's like you're at home in your living room um we've actually since made a donation to the Sheffield bereavement um bereavement suite just as a little thank you because of how well Mm. we felt we were looked after
1: yeah Um, they looked after you and Sharon
2: yeah absolutely and even now they, they still message us every other week just just to check in to see how we're doing
1: it's amazing. It's amazing. And I'm so glad that you've had that, Raj. And that's that's what that's what bereaved parents they need. It's the last thing that they need after this most traumatic experience to then receive awful aftercare. Um but I, I've I've heard horror stories of, but I'm so glad that you and Sharon both did have that. Um I wanna ask I wanna ask you about like you and Sharon and and not delve into your relationship or anything like that, but I know nothing too personal in there but Feebo, if you if you expressed a lot there about how Sharon you felt like maybe sometimes Sharon felt like she had to be strong and um or she you know whatever and you and you know she was quote-unquote the stronger one and I wanted to ask you more specifically too actually see for many people I've spoke to and men too with the loss of a baby there's huge misconceptions and I've seen you write back too and the statistics of it of that men are better at dealing with it and i for those who aren't listening, I'm quoting, dealing um, of that because, and there is such a thing of, because obviously mum, mum has carried baby and yes, she has nurtured within and everything like that. But dad is it's dad. It's dad too. Yeah. He's half of you yeah. too. You're grieving equally as much too. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you just sort of like, what are some of like the misconceptions about father, the fa- the father in, in the position of, in baby loss What's some of those misconceptions that you just wish would break? And if you, ha- I really hope you haven't, if you have heard some like, things that people, you know, maybe you think, no, that's not right. He's my son too. He's my son too. Yeah. And I'm hurting too.
2: Yeah. And, and this is something I'm really passionate about. Yeah. Um, and, you know, through our page, I, t- I talk about this um, a lot. Um, so, I mean, I remember a couple of people said to me, and I think it was like just before the funeral, it was like, you need to be strong for Sharon
3: yeah
2: and and I guess there's two things with that one Mm -hmm. is like by by saying that to someone you kind of pre you're kind of telling them that you have to be strong you can't be weak Mm -hmm. which is so damaging to someone's mental health especially when you're going through something like this yeah to tell someone that you have to be strong when it makes you feel like if you if you're not strong you're not being a man Mm Mm-hmm. um and you're probably more inclined to to withhold the way you're feeling and not get those off your chest. Because eventually, you know, you you keep things in for so long, eventually it's going to erupt in a way that you don't want it to. Um, The other thing I think with that comment is that it's just, it's so um, kind of, I feel like it diminishes the strength of a mum as well. Because there have absolutely been days where, where I've had to pick Sharon up off the floor when she's feeling sad. Yeah. But there have equally been days where she's picked me up the floor yeah. when I've been sad. I wouldn't be where I am without the strength of my wife.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like we we hold each other up. Yeah. Um. You know, it's not about one having to carry carry the the carry weight. The, put the, on a gray face. Way. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's you know, right. That's the first time I've sort of you know that diminishes. Yeah, the 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 strength of strength of mum too. And you know, the yeah, people say, you, yeah. know, you need to look after her. You need to look after her. You're equals, you're equals yeah,
2: absolutely. and you look after absolutely.
1: each other and as equals.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I had a really nice message from a guy Christmas Eve, mm. um, he sent a message saying that he's followed our story. He's read a lot of, I've written some poetry on my page as well. Yeah, so he's, he's written a poetry, yeah. he's, written, he's written.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
2: him and his wife lost a baby early on in that year mm. and he was saying that he felt that he wasn't able to speak about how he's feeling how he felt like he had to be perceived to be the big strong man in yeah. in the situation um and that he felt like people would judge him as being weak if he opened up about how he's feeling mm. um and he said after reading the post we've done that he now feels like he can open up about how he's feeling yeah and it, and and that couple decided not to buy each other Christmas presents that year and mm-hmm. instead they donated money to our fundraising. Wow. Which I, I think is, you know, the guy's taken time out on Christmas Eve to write that message. Yeah. He said that he'd wanted to message for a while, but it, but kind of was building himself up to. Yeah. And, and there is this perception that guys don't talk about mm-hmm. how they're feeling um, and, you know, less likely to seek mental health help.
3: Yeah.
2: For example. Um, and I've had lots of conversations with guys who have been like, it's similar to me, where they felt like they've not, there's no need for us to bottle up how we're feeling. We're,
3: yeah. we're,
2: we're humans, right? Our, our hearts break mm-hmm. too, our tears are just as heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so there is this stigma that, that those need to be broken. And, you know, we, we tell, as you grow up as a kid, if the, if we're still teaching society-wise that guys have to be the strong one, guys don't cry. Mm. Eventually, that's going to sink into you at a young age, and you're going to yeah. grow up thinking, okay, if I do cry, then does that mean I'm not a man? Yeah. And that—that's the perception we yeah. need to break. Um, you know, I am—I'm naturally quite a private person. I don't—I don't normally talk about these things, but you know, yeah. since losing Rihanna, I feel like I, I kind of have to. Like, I'm in, mm. in 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 a position where. You know, if, if by me telling my story, I can help just one person, mm-hmm. then it's been worth it. And if that guy was that one person, then, you know, I'm happy. And I just a hope that... Man. But but him re- reaching out, that he can also help one person. If that one person helps one person, then, you know, eventually, yeah. slowly we'll, we'll get somewhere. I think men's mental effect. health has come a long way. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Absolutely,
1: Raj. And I can see that within your page. and And it is. It's so... <laughs> I know not say, say refreshing, it's not, but like, as I, I know personally from like the grief space in itself, it is predominantly um, female, predominantly female. But when I do come across men such as yourself and other people, other men speaking, I I like, I'm like, oh, because I'm like, this is it, as you say, yeah. one after the other, after the other. And it's yeah. awful in the way that this is. And I hate it. Yeah. I hate that you have to be here. But by you doing that and they say he's been looking at your stuff for a couple of weeks. I think you never know yeah. who's looking, you never know who's looking absolutely. and who you're reaching and who you're helping silently. And that's just one person saying, there could be so many people that you're out there helping who don't say a thing and they yeah. just either do, or they just express mm-hmm. seeing your poetry, seeing the way you talk about Rianne could maybe push them in their life to speak about their, about their little it's... angels as well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, absolutely. Um,
1: I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you a little bit, but I wanted to ask you about Rianne. I want to ask you about him a bit more. I want to speak about the little, the little angel. Um, I want to ask you when, when you and Sharon found out that you were pregnant, pregnant, um, what was that like? I want to take us back there. Take us back to when Rion was just a little pee. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so um, we'd actually been trying for quite a while to, to have Rianne. So when we found out we were pregnant, it was, I remember it was like, it was, I think it must have been like three or four in the morning. Oh. um and, and Sharon went to do the pregnancy okay, stage. Yeah. She came in and she was like, huh, "We're having a baby." And oh. I remember looking up. I was I was half asleep, and I, did, I don't admit it, but I had a little tear in my eye when she told me. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then I don't remember the rest of it. I remember her. She said to me that yeah, she, she was like we spoke about it. And then I said to her, "Okay, let's go back to bed." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "Good, I've done my job. Goodbye." <laughs> But but you know, it was it was the most amazing thing. For for me, the day yeah. that pregnancy test came back positive is the day I became a dad. That that's when everything Absolutely. changed for
3: me. Yeah. And
2: you know, we are may not be physically here, but I'm I'm still his dad. And and you know, that 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 will never change. But no, it was it was the most amazing, amazing thing. And we we you know, obviously we we didn't tell people initially. Yeah. Then we held out until about three three months. Okay. And then we started to tell people. And we, still, we told our parents, and we told, um, you know, our, our, our wider friend circle and everything. And everyone was so excited. He was the first grandchild on, oh, wow. my, my side and and on Sharon's side. So you know, obviously everyone was everyone was really really yeah. excited. Um, and then we found out he was a boy, but mm. we told everyone we didn't know he was a boy. Oh, um, but you kept I, the I, didn't, secret. I mean, we didn't, we didn't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we you know we did very well not to say he when we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> It took a while to get that. It was the baby, <laughs> or we we called him. Monkey, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, oh, <laughs> um, and that. then, um, and then like, so the day he was born, so we had a name in mind. Okay. Beforehand, it, it wasn't Rian. Um, mm. that took us a couple of weeks for us to, to come to actually. And when he was born, we tried to say that. So it was A. was the initial name. We had. okay. And then we and then we said A R to him and looked at me. He was like. Nah, I think it doesn't suit him it doesn't suit him yeah you look at them and you think that nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then eventually we came we came with the name Rian so so mm-hmm. my name Raj means king and Rian means little king oh. um, and we didn't know that at the time so we thought, found the name Rian and we thought yeah that's a really nice name let's see what it means and it turned out to mean little king um okay. so you know it, it just fit and, and you know we we, we love that name and We'd love hearing his name, we love saying mm-hmm. his name.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I used to, um, so, so I was working from home. Um, mm-hmm. I would have Rian in the first thing in the morning, so um, I would start work at 7 a.m. So I would have Rian from about half five, six. Um, yeah. so we would we would go downstairs, I would give him his morning feed, then I would log on. Um, and I've got two mm-hmm. screens, so I would work, work, yeah, on, on my yeah. little screen, and i would have the big screen up, and then um. I would put like a nursery rhyme for him to sit in mm. and watch or like a sensory video for him.
1: Bit of YouTube. And, and
2: we would just sit there just, yeah, yeah, just sit there for like two hours. Like he would be oh. on my lap and we'd just watch. And then when I had video calls at work, I would just have Rian with me. He would be <laughs> on the call. So like my, my, my work colleagues just got to see Rian grow as well. Yeah. It you know, was great. And he was fascinated. So I have a lot of spreadsheets and all different colours. And he oh. would just sit there staring at, he would have been a little yeah. geek, I think, because he just loved to yeah. see these like pie charts and spreadsheets <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well that right that leads me very much into my my next question for you for for about little Rihanna sort of what were your hopes and aspirations for him? For him when you saw him as you said, you think he might be a little geek, maybe like being into IT or something like that. When yeah when, when yeah. you held when you held your little boy for the first time and you've watched him grow, what were your hopes and dreams for him?
2: I think most the most important thing was I just wanted him to to feel that love from us yeah. i wanted him to grow up in a happy home i wanted him to smile every day to look back on his childhood and just think yeah i had a good childhood
3: but yeah. we never
2: wanted him to feel like he couldn't have things i i would have spoiled him yeah sharon would have been the more sensible one <laughs> um but yeah we just wanted to, we just you know we waited so long for him and then we got him yeah. and he was like right this is us now this is us we're happy we've got all you wanted let's make a life for ourselves mm. um and we did, you know, for, for we had an amazing seven months, you know, despite despite the medical background. Yeah. He smiled every day. He laughed every day. He made us smile every day. Yeah. Um, and we just got so many, you know, we, we've got, it was only seven months, but we've got so many memories in those seven months. I and, mean, you know, we've come across a lot of other parents that didn't even get that seven months. Yeah. So we, you know, we feel very grateful that we had mm. those seven months. We got yeah. to know him. We got to see his personality mm. develop. Um, he was definitely a daddy's boy. Uh, Sharon, no. Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, what you got to
3: say about that? <laughs> um,
2: but no, yeah, even he, he, I mean, when he was a very happy, happy, chilled out baby.
1: Yeah, you can absolutely see that. Absolutely, you know I and I see the photos that you share of him. You look and you think, and you think you wouldn't think he was a poorly baby.
2: No, not and at all. Not, in the slides, not, no.
1: not at all. And it's something strange. It almost it makes you sort of think they've been here before almost. And like mm. I think they've been here before and they they know that everyone around them their hearts are breaking that that they're poorly. But as you say, no, he'd look at you look at you think he's like, Mum, Dad, I've got this, I'm okay. Yeah.
3: And it's strange yeah. that
1: you think but like you've been here before, you've been here before, and you know, he you knows so how to yeah. look at you to, to like it's something he calmed you to for a little yeah. boy who couldn't speak, yeah. you know, seven months couldn't speak with just a look, yeah, can comfort his big mum and dad. That's a, yeah. speci- that's a, yeah. that's a special, that's a special little boy, that's a special little boy. Um. I wanted to ask you more about your your fundraising that you and Sharon have done, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. When I last that like your fundraiser, you've you've hit your target you've over your target yeah. of seven thousand. You've hit about ten k now. Like, what yeah, have you been doing, yeah, and, and who for? Amazing. Like this, absolutely commendable. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: I mean, I mean, you know, we're very grateful to everyone that's donated to to, 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 to our our fundraising. Yeah. Um, we were very keen to do this because we was looked after so well. Um, Mm. so we wanted to make sure we did our bit to give back now Mm. um i mean you know as i mentioned before the consultants were amazing with the yarn um i mean sadly not every baby has that same level of care so what we wanted to do was create an opportunity for as many babies as we can to receive that level of care that, that we did um you know the kind of things we've done so far so um so Tommy's um, the the baby loss charity. They yes. were creating a hub for partners um, and you know birthing partners and dads to um, get help during baby loss as well, because there's not as much out there for dads um,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, and and birthing partners. Um, yeah. So we we made a donation to that. So I think they're in the process of creating that platform.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, which which is amazing. It's going to help so many yeah. so many people.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and when we lost Rian. we received a bereavement box from a charity called For Louis, um, okay. And, you know, they do amazing things. Um, mm. Things you wouldn't even... You know, in the moment, you, you get died off the hospital. You don't think to take mm. anything, to bring anything back with you.
1: Well, your mind's not that, there. That, it's, it's not there in that moment, is it? Yeah. But these people behind yeah. the scenes, aren't they? They're like, I know that you're not thinking this yeah. right now, but let me do this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Exactly. It's amazing. Like, we, we were able to get... Um, and prints from Rian, oh, wow. like clay prints, a lock of his hair. Mm. You know, it's amazing. So we, we donated um, some t- to them, so they can continue to produce those boxes to donate yeah. to hospitals around the country. Um, in, in a similar, so that's, that was for parents. Um, and we yeah. came across um, another charity um, who do amazing things. They're called Nays Wish. So they produce a similar thing, so um, brilliant boxes, but for siblings. So say if like a young okay. child lost lost a sibling. You know, it's, it's hard for yeah. a child to understand what they're feeling and to understand what's really happening in of that course. moment. Um, so mm-hmm. they produce boxes specifically for the siblings, which I think is amazing. Um,
3: wow. Yeah. So again, we
2: made a donation to them. Um, and, you know, we, we took those into the hospital that looked after Rian. And, you know, they were so grateful to, mm-hmm. to receive those. And we've kind of subsequently given wow. more to them. You know, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. really sad that these boxes are needed. But of course. In, you know they are needed, which is you know and if they can go some yeah. way to helping either a parent or a child and along their grief journey then again it's it's worth it. Um so, so yeah, we contributed um to those. Um yeah. So uh, you know, I mentioned Rian's hearing loss. Um we came across a charity that sponsored hearing loss puppies. So they would train the puppies oh. to you know you know, similar to dogs for for blind. Yeah. They do yeah, them guide for, dogs, for people yeah. with hearing loss as well. Yeah. Wow. um So we came across that. so we we have sponsored a puppy called Gordon. It's a black Labrador. Oh. Um, <laughs> Gordy, little <laughs> to, uh... Gordy. <laughs> it's amazing that like, they send pictures every now and again to see how oh. it's grown and stuff.
3: <laughs> amazing. So, so you know
2: that that trained and we placed with a person with with any form of hearing loss, and you know it's so important when you think about. If you, if you wear hearing aids and you take them out at night
3: mm. if your
2: smoke alarm was going off how would you know yeah. you know if, if, if someone was at the door if you're not wearing your hearing aids you, you would miss it so mm. you know these dogs are potentially life-saving so absolutely again it, it's an amazing call so we sponsored um a, a puppy um we've also so when we aren't had a feeding tube and you kind of the tube goes through the nose and into the stomach and then the bit that pops out just kind of sits on your cheek there and you, yeah. you have a, a white tape to hold it it's very yes. medical looking and, and just not very nice for
1: nice to see for, yeah. for yeah.
2: babies yeah um so we found a charity that made patterns so they're more mm. friendly or like yeah. child friendly and the, you, know, you can you can match your outfit for example oh. So we've, we've, again, we've, we've, we've purchased a, a load of those and we've donated to the hospital. And that's something we'll, we like to continue to do. So we've got a contact with our little hospital. So when they run yeah. out, we'll give them more. And we'd like to extend that to more hospitals as well. Because it's just, it's, you know, it's, it's not nice to see a little child with a piece of white tape. You know, yeah. I remember when Rian first had his feeding tube. And I and There's pictures of him and there's certain pictures I just can't look at because I just don't yeah. like the look of him seeing like my tiny baby with this.
1: Yeah. Thing sticking baby boy. So it's,
2: it's, yeah. So, you know, these, you know, these, these are the little things that can make such a difference. Exactly. And we received messages from people who received them just saying how, it, how it changed their day. Yeah. Just, just a piece of tape with a bit of color on it. Just, yeah, just, those just them being things, able
1: to, absolutely. Then being able to just have that little different bit of tape and to look at their baby. And if that, not that you forget that your child is poorly not at all but in that moment you can just look at your baby and just see your baby you don't see their illness or their status whether you just see your baby for your baby and how amazing is that just by a teeny bit of tape
2: yeah just the small things isn't it that yeah make a big difference um and then the big thing we're working on this year is we are working with Rian's consultant. So he mm-hmm. was the paediatric consultant at, at the Nottingham Hospital. Um, okay. And we are working to help fund a refurbishment um, of their paediatric clinic. Because, you know, you get wow. quite poorly babies going there. Um, and it's it's a, you know, it's a typical hospital environment. It's not the most attractive place to be. And, you know, when you're you know, when you're a child, mm-hmm. when you're a baby, you kind of, when you look around, you want to see colours, you want toys. Of
1: course, things to, yeah.
2: Things to interact with, to kind of relax you in the moment. So we're working with them to refurbish that pediatric clinic. Um, you know, again, it, it'll make such a, a big difference. Even as a parent, you know, when you're sat there in a waiting room and you, you're feeling that stress yourself. Gray
1: rooms, gray floor. Yeah.
3: Mm.
2: Yeah, and within the clinics themselves, if to like lie a baby on this like really medical looking. Mm head it's just not not nice for yeah, them nice, nice. you want to make the baby feel as relaxed as possible to, to mm-hmm. prepare them for you know they don't know what's coming but they can feel someone prodding them at least if they've got some color in the room it's a bit of a nicer
3: yeah, oof,
2: as nice as it can be yeah as exactly
1: yeah. it's it's trying to like polish a turd isn't it yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah exactly it's trying to polish a turd <laughs> and you know yeah. like you can't beat around the bush of what you're there for but if it can make it as good of experience and possible, then why not? Yeah. And absolutely yeah. amazing from you and Sharon. And to do that, you know, and mixed your own your own grief and your own, you know, like despair, is truly commendable. And you're touching so many people's lives and changing people's lives and their experiences with their babies. Um, yeah one more question I've got for you before we've got our last question. I want to ask you about um, Rion's first birthday. And when I saw, when I woke up in the morning and I saw your first post on stories and, and Instagram, and I saw the spread that you and Sharon did, <laughs> I literally was like, Oh my gosh. I was like, Oh my God. And I was like, what made me like, c- like cry the most. Cause I do, I cry. I'm a crier. I saw, and I saw was, um, I saw all the cards and I saw all the cards from, and I presume probably people, your friends, your family. I thought, wow. And the thing I loved most was that not one of them was like deepest sympathy or nothing like that. They were happy first birthday, happy first birthday to Rian. And I thought that was so, it literally took me a gasp. And I was like, and I saw the picnic that you and Sharon had spread out and you, you celebrated Rian's birthday and I wanted to ask you like to put in that put in that effort to put in that no we're going to celebrate his birthday today we're going to do it and we're going to do it like he was here how was it for you how was how was Rian's birthday for you
2: um so we we've committed to celebrate all of Rian's occasions yeah. I mean, he's not physically here, but we, we feel him around us. Absolutely. Al- always. Like, we feel like we, we can see his little signs doing this and that. And it, it's just a nice feeling to think that he's looking down or he's around us.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: we, we've we committed to making it. Feel, so, you know, when he looks at us, we want him to smile. We don't want him to feel sad. Yeah. We want him to feel like, yeah. yes, this is my home. Um, And, you know, the day itself was, we made it, We made an effort to celebrate it the way we would have liked it to be. Um, and you know there were moments you know we sat and talked about him, about what he would be doing, what he would be like uh, at that moment. And but also like kind of intermittently throughout the day, you find yourself thinking what the day should have been like.
1: Yeah, of course. And, you know
2: what would what would we be doing differently now if Ryan if was here? Um,
1: yeah.
2: And, and that's that, that you know it, once you get in that thought, it's hard to pull yourself pull out yourself of that out. thought into yeah. to come back to reality. Um, but what really helped was the involvement from my family and friends so we, oh. we you know we set out to do this picnic so we were supposed to go outside yeah um, unfortunately his his birthday fell on the day where it snows in april so oh we couldn't go out
0: god.
1: yeah oh my god it was um,
2: wasn't it it was Oh. yeah, yeah. It was like every time we got up to go out it was snow again then it would stop I and mean, then it was snow <laughs> it was bad that day wasn't it, it was yeah it was like blizzard yeah, then sun yeah oh yeah so we stayed indoors yeah um, and you know that that spread that you can see on the picture yeah. i can't take any credit for that sharon sharon did oh. that oh, she, did <laughs> she, it
1: she made amazing. a lot of effort
2: to, to do that it, i mean it looked amazing you know a lot mm. of our family did their own picnics and um, you know sent us pictures and videos and what was really nice was through through our instagram page we've made you know we've come into contact with a lot of other parents that have been similar situations to us and we've made friends and connections and they Mm -hmm. got involved too so you know people we've never even met they sent birthday cards they did a picnic Uh, one one couple went out and did a picnic in that weather we didn't even do that
3: oh my god yeah Um, you're like you did more than me (laughs)
2: <laughs> so you know people really went out of their way to, to celebrate rihanna and it's it, it, i mean it's just it's amazing isn't it like mean,
1: yeah and how that like, we've awesome. had from, from yeah you know, well yeah like around like for you and sharon to know that there's people who you've not even met out there wherever they are having picnics and celebrating your little boy's first birthday
2: yeah.
3: i can
1: imagine that is so, like yeah, moving beyond words
2: yeah uh, it really is it really oh. to say that you know these people haven't met him but he's he's touched those people as well in his own way Mm. to to the point where they feel like they can celebrate his, his life as well.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Right right now we can't ask for any more than that.
1: Yeah. Amazing Raj. Well, I've got my last and final question for you, which I ask all of my grief gang guests. So I'm going to ask you if you could go back to your pre-bereaved self and you give yourself some truthful and honest advice for this journey that you're about to go on, what would it be?
2: um i would say don't give up i think is what i would say Mm. there there will be there'll be times where you feel like you know you lose appetite for for everything everything you know sometimes you don't want to get out of bed in the morning
3: Mm.
2: you don't want to you don't want to go on the instagram page and post this and respond to this comment and that comment because you just Mm. want time to to, to to be on your own and you know take that time if you need it mm-hmm. take it but never give up and mm-hmm. and that's because Rian never gave up he he fought everything that came his way and he, you know if my boy can do that then I can do that as well he he you know, he's he's my motivation so yeah I would say yeah as hard as it gets as tough as it gets and as much as you want to stop don't stop.
1: Amazing, Raj. Oh, that's the, that's a tearjerker for me. Ooh, I'm trying to
3: keep <laughs> <laughs> to
1: it together. Um, Raj, thank you so much. Before you go, please let the listeners and the viewers know where they can find you and your fantastic work and how they can can get involved with anything that you're doing.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, the the main uh, our main platform is Instagram. So our Instagram is at ryan r i a a n underscore remembers. Um, and you know we're always on it we're always checking it so we're more than happy for people to send us messages about anything and, and we'll all we'll respond to every message we get um, we have a link in our bio with all the different things we've been doing um, you know our, our fundraising page we're also organizing um, a walk a 5k walk for Read mm-hmm. parents and you know the details to that are on our link as well um, but you know you know we're, we're happy to Discuss our experience if it means it helps someone else along the way. So feel free, anybody, if you want to speak, if you want to speak to me, you know, as, as a guy, mm-hmm. I'm happy to take that. If you want to speak to Sharon as a mum, you can message, you know, however you, however, we'll, we're flexible.
1: You're both doing absolutely amazing work, absolutely amazing work. And I'm so glad that I've come across you too and to keep pushing the work that you're doing because you're both doing so much and, I'm proud of you, even though I'm so proud of you and the work you're doing. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. You're just amazing, and I'm absolutely. I know little Rion is looking at his mum and dad and is thinking, "Wow, that's my mum and dad. That is my mum and dad. (laughs) What they are doing in memory of me." So, thank you so so much for this, Raj. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you today, and I cannot wait for the listeners to. No
2: problem.
1: Fantastic. Well, grief gang, that is it. Thank you again for inviting me oh anytime anytime (laughs) yeah grief gang's over and out please do remember yeah to um please follow um raj and sharon over their instagrams and check out what they're doing i'll put little tags and everything so for convenience um but yeah thank you grief gang take care and bye well that's it for this week's episode i hope you all enjoyed it and it set your week off to a great start whether you've laughed a little, cried a little, I mean, I think crying is good for the style, or you've resonated with something that was said, thank you for listening and spending time out of your day to do so. If you like what you hear, please do rate, review and subscribe. In doing so, you're ensuring that lots more people get to find The Grief Gang podcast and hopefully help them too. If you're not already, check out The Grief Gang on social media platforms such as Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. I'm most active on the Instagram page where I love, love, love to connect with you all. For now, take care and big, big love.
4: Hold up.